Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. I'm excited. Why's that? We have an apparel sponsor, Parry Athletic. Such good gear. It's incredible. I've been enjoying it. Bro, George came through, messaged us on the Instagram, said he's been following our program for ages. He's getting stronger and more mobile. And he's got this cool gear company called Parry, and he wants to send us some stuff. And he told me that his mission was to create the best pair of training shorts ever. Yeah, he wanted something that he could lift and roll in that could accommodate thick, muscular thighs and hips. And that suits us. Speaks to us. Also, what I like is I love the colorful design. It actually looks really cool. I am the most colorful dude on the mats these days, hands down. Yeah, you get that kind of expression feel. A lot of other jiu-jitsu gear is kind of a bit boring. Yeah, it's all like grays and blacks and shit. This stuff is the color and the vibrancy. It makes you stand out. The thing that I've loved about it is just it feels good. It feels good. It looks good. And you, ladies and gentlemen, can get a discount if you go to parryathletics.com. When you go to check out, put in the code BULLETPROOF20 and you get 20% off. Oh, yeah. Q&A for BJJ. You have questions, we have some answers. Facts may vary. If you want to record a voicemail for the show, go to the website, bulletproofofbjj.com podcast, record yours there. First one coming in from James. Here we go. Hey guys, my name is James. I'm calling from the United States and I'm a little over four months into my jujitsu journey and I just wanted to say uh, I greatly appreciate what you guys are doing and a lot of your talks and, and, and advice on strength and mobility has been very helpful so far. So to get to my question, you guys have done a, a great episode on knee braces and sort of their ineffectiveness. And I have a sort of a similar question. It seems like the, one of the most common injuries, uh, nagging injuries are to the ribs. And I've had some ongoing rib soreness and I, I i did a little bit of research and it seems like there are some different products out there rib wraps different wraps and even different compression shirts with some padding in it and things like that and i was wondering if you guys have had any experience with that do you think they would be effective at all in the context obviously of the type of rib injuries or soreness that comes from training in BJJ. Uh, I'm thinking specifically from having a larger opponent applying a a ton of pressure on that area or even maybe strains or pulls to the muscles that could come from like bridging and twisting and trying to push a larger opponent off off of there. Do you think that is something that may be uh, a good prevention or helpful that you could use during training so uh yeah be interested to hear your insights Uh, thank you very much for your time james thank you for your question man you're gonna fucking open up jt right now (laughs) shit i appreciate you james bearing the fact we share a name and uh your very good question now we did do an episode on rib injuries it's about 100 episodes ago so you might have to go back I'll see if we can find it, put a link in the show notes for this one, just so save you some time. He's not put it in the show notes. Just just go back. Just search this show. No, I'm, dude, <laughs> I'm going to do the show notes. Right. Whatever. 
hate on it, but also you could do. I understand you might be an early listener. Most of our, our solid listeners, they listen to everything. You got to go back, it's like episode one, back catalog. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Products will not help you. Bracing will not help you. If you have a rib injury, you got to chill, man. It's it kind of sucks. The best prevention you can have is have like ultra, you know, musculature around the ribs, but it doesn't stop someone knee riding your chest or someone landing on you in a throw and your rib pops out. Like having had a lot of rib injuries in terms of tore my sternal cartilage, broke ribs, bruised ribs, had ribs dislocate at the uh, vertebrae at the back, all kinds of rib problems. No amount of product will help you. Um, It's bullshit. In the same way, knee braces... Well, actually, I would say knee braces actually have more validity than any kind of rib brace nonsense. There you go, James, an admission <laughs> on today's episode. <laughs> Not even an admission because I think they're bullshit. That tells you what I think about these products for your ribs. So I've talked to a lot of different people. I actually spoke with a um, uh, Alan Dequino. I'm trying to think. He's like a judo. He was a judo Olympian. He's also a physiotherapist. I talked to him about rib injuries and he's like, nah, you're fucked. And I was like, oh, wow, that's okay. I guess I better just rest because we're always looking for ways to get back on the mats. So please don't waste your money. That will not save you. Um, In terms of prevention, I don't know if there's actually anything you can do to prevent a rib injury other than obviously have a strong torso, but you can still get them. You still get them, yeah. I think something to make clear with this, like, so say you could wear like some kind of compression suit of armor thing that protected your ribs, right? That would, yes, if you took away all of the movement, all of the mobility from your trunk, yes, you would be able to protect your ribs in jiu-jitsu. But you have to understand that your body moves as a whole. So when you absorb force in another area of the body, let's say your hips are being, like someone's trying to pass over under and they're trying to like stack your hips. The force of that movement is dispersed through the, through the trunk and through the spine because your body as a whole can deal with that. So if you took away the mobility from one area, like the trunk, you would be asking for really fucked up injuries in Sometimes. everywhere else, right? Because you can no longer take force or dispersion through the trunk. Um, one thing I could maybe say is if you had bruised ribs, if it was sensitive, but you hadn't like cracked anything, uh, maybe there's a case that having some padding over it makes you feel better at training. I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to say sure if you want, if that felt good, but I don't think that that would be the answer. I would say no because I've had bruised ribs and they're actually more painful than cracked ribs. So I would say you've just got to kind of just know it's going to take eight to 12 weeks and you need to chill. Sorry, James, no better answers than that, bro. Next one comes from Jody Shields. Hey, guys, it's Jody, the Nogi Yogi here. I was just wondering, how do you objectively track your progress in jiu-jitsu? So in the strength realm, you know, you've got the periodization and progressive overload, and the variables are much easier to control and manipulate. But in jiu-jitsu, the variables are chaotic and often out of your control. So how do you objectively determine and track your progress? Thanks, guys. That's a great question from Jody and Nogi Yogi, big supporter of ours. Mythic, appreciate you. Yeah, you did the seminar yeah, at Jody's or- gym, Orange County. Awesome. Shout out, uh, love you guys down in LA. Had a great time there, and also great support of the program. Jody's awesome. Jody had actually messaged me, and I said, "Yo, put it, send us a voicemail because I think everyone could benefit from this." I think what we don't appreciate about jujitsu is how complicated it is. 
And look, a deadlift can be complicated, but it's the variables are very set. Yeah. Gravity, you've got weight, you've got you and your technique. Every time you do a scissor sweep, say, I've got to do it differently for how I do it with Joe versus how I do it with Adam versus anyone. So every time you've got to modify your technique. And also depending on how much they're smashing you, you've got to modify your technique. So this is my own personal approach. Just choose a technique, whether it's a takedown, a pass, a guard, anything, whatever it is, a sweep. Uh, pick, th- pick that one thing and you need to practice it consistently with the same partner. Now, there's all these different arguments about ecological learning and blah, 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 like Greg Souders, whatever. Separate that. If you have no experience with a technique, you want to control as many variables as possible so that when you change one of them, you can work out if that helped you. If there's too many variables, you don't know what levers you're pulling for it to improve. Same body, like same training partner, same way, get their feedback, work it. And I would actually say you would do it anywhere from 100 to 200 times with varying degrees of resistance with the person. And just work it until you feel that you understand how your body moves when you do it. Then the next step is to do it with other bodies of varying resistance. Once you feel confident that you can hit that sweep or hit that takedown on a variety of people at your own skill level and approximate size, then work it up to other people. The biggest problem is we get very minimal exposure to a technique and then we just try and we try it on anyone. Ah, oh, it just doesn't work. And you're like, ah, oh, they're, they're a lot better than you and maybe they actually know the counter to the move you're doing. So I think it's minimize the variables and, and practice it for a set amount of time separate to rolling. And then once you feel you've got it really in your movement vocabulary, write down your notes, do whatever you need to do in that way, then take it to gradually more levels of resistance. Yeah, that's a cool response. I would, um, I would probably like to add something would be to question, uh, does it matter? Like does having an objective measurement matter? Uh, and that's just for me personally, I see jiu-jitsu more as this rolling kind of evolving thing in my life where it's like I'm getting better at this and I'm working that and then people are fucking me up and they're defending that and then now I'm doing this thing. And, it's, and in a way, I've always looked at it as just like, always try and improve a little bit, you know, get that 1% better, whatever, try to work on your weaknesses. But how can you know, Joey? I know. You don't but, have an objective measure. But, yeah, but that's the thing. I don't, I don't care in that. My, my objective measure is, is less accurate, but it would be like, how am I going against that person or how am I going against the purple belts or sure. whatever? Um, but that's also not to discredit your question because I think it's very cool to try and, to try and figure that but out. But some people do want... They, of course, you know that's they particularly if, the, particularly if you are strength minded. Yeah, you come from that world where it is measurable, measurable and somewhat and linear. You're like, I want to apply that. Yeah, and I think there's also there's a lot to what Joe's saying because they've shown that like the with the quantified self movement, the step tracker, the sleep tracker, that people who do all this don't necessarily do better than anyone else. <laughs> you just know that you suck. Well, yeah, because in a way too, I think with jujitsu, you could that could really fuck with your head. Sure. For some people, and maybe for Jody, that's exactly what she needs to, mm. to really get into it. But I think, I know for me, if I tried to look at it to that degree, I'd just fucking, I'd stress myself out. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's kind of, yeah, knowing what works for you and then proceeding accordingly. Yeah. And, and I think feedback is, is the key thing. So you've got a you, you've got great team there um, with you at Mythic. And look, I, I actually think um, you, whether it's your coach watching you or video or whatever – 
get feedback that will help you really get on board with how you're improving. And I just want to put this out there that I think Jody needs to change her Instagram handle to Jody underscore Atlas Power Shrugged. And that's because <laughs> she's been training in her garage with the sun streaming in and she's got the big reflective aviators, yep. the big mirror aviators <laughs> and just on that heavy barbell. And I'm like, that's you now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, she may not know who that is. She so. does. I think I told her. I, mean, I don't know. She looked into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy At- here, it's you. Atlas Power Shrugged. Yes. Credit to you. Uh, last one coming in, Luke Cohen. Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. What is up? Dude, What's I am up? a four-stripe white belt, yes. 27 years old, like to get scrappy on the mat, play a lot of guard. My cousin and I want to come dojo storm y'all <laughs> at the freaking Jungle Brothers gym. And Sick. so we can roll with Joseph Worthington, who's going to be a fun, playful role, and stay <laughs> as far away as possible from James the Tenacity Tomlinson. <laughs> Because he's a self-proclaimed psychopath who's going to fucking throw me through the floor. All right. But that's it. Accurate. I've developed this serious lower back pain. And I'm a little frustrated because I've been taking all the bulletproof advice, dude. I'm hitting my Jefferson curl and my deadlifts and my squats and my Cossack squat. And I'm curious if I'm missing some secret sauce here, dude. Because all this... Mobility exercise seems to be only tightening me a little bit more up. So also hitting these hip flexor opening poses, such as a pigeon pose, such as that thing you're doing up against the wall. Anyway, a little advice would be sweet, but love the podcast. Tune in for every episode, bro. So, uh, yeah, let's get it. Thanks. Luke, what a champ. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Actually, I'm a much friendlier role if I've never met you. Uh, so please feel free to come through and to unless you pass his guard or catch up with something and then it turns dark and stormy real quick but that's very unlikely so but thank you thank you for your message great message awesome what a fucking legend appreciate that you're doing all the work i'm gonna put something out there right now which just you're doing all this work and lower back still tight it's quite possible if you're a hard working scrappy white belt you know working your way up the ranks you might have an issue there which is like it doesn't matter how much exercise you do it might cause more problems two things it is if you've got increasing lower back pain and maybe referred pain down your leg and stuff like that you may have bulged a disc so it could be worth getting that checked maybe even though you might think oh i'm not injured i'm lifting i'm this i'm that it is worthwhile going and getting a check so please do that just so you know you're not going to make anything worse. The second thing I'd say is if you are a guard player, the other thing that we do, which isn't just, you know, pull your knees to your chest and tight hip flexors, is obliques. There's a lot of like side, side flexion, lateral flexion, and obliques get really jacked and tight. And we often don't open that out or stretch that out. And, and we can feel like, oh, my back's tight. But actually, that could be your internal obliques or part of your uh, external obliques. Side-hanging cobra is an amazing way to help open out through the lats, through the obliques. It's a pretty tough stretch, but you didn't name that, so maybe you're not doing that. I think that that's probably something where most jiu-jitsu people don't put attention to because we do a lot of rotation, do side flexion stuff, shrimping, all of that. And we don't bother to open up laterally. And I think that could be a missing piece of the puzzle if you don't have an injury. Absolute. 
I was thinking that, I mean, there's a lot about you that we don't know. And the one thing that jumps into my mind at your age with the amount of training you're doing, you're doing all the bulletproof stuff, right? You sound like proactive, like a high achiever in the gym and whatnot, similar to myself. You may be just frying your nervous system too much. Too much. You might not be sleeping enough. You might not be eating enough. And when you are in that state, often more training is just digging the hole deeper and deeper. So, of course, all that shit might be in check, but I throw that out there just so you can assess those other areas. Really, it's looking at your recovery on the whole and then assessing, like, am I actually doing a good job of that stuff? One thing I can also say as well, um, I regularly, and when I say regularly, probably a couple of times a year, so not extremely regularly, but I will get like a little kind of flare-up of my lower back. And it's kind of a lower back, muscular, you know, hip, kind of just an uncomfortable sort of thing. Oftentimes, I'll always train through it for a period because it's never that bad. And I'll usually train through it and it might be a bit uncomfortable for a couple of weeks and then it dissipates. But sometimes I try to train through it. I do the Jefferson curls, I do the Cossacks, I do all the stuff and it kind of makes it worse. Mm. And then I'm like, I'm going to go see my car I'm osteo and I get some hands on there and I but sometimes uh, I just go get a treatment and it's done. Yeah. Right? And I'm good. And I'm like, fuck, that was what I needed. And then all of a sudden the training's not aggravating it. The issue's gone. And I, and I like, while we try to solve everything with work in the gym, and that's really kind of what we're passionate about, I, I also, and I'm sure you would agree, JT, really think there's a place for sometimes just getting a treatment, getting some hands on you from someone who knows how to work with the body can just fucking solve the problem. A hundred percent. I actually would say it's something that you should do pretty regularly. Someone who you sound as as active as you do sound there. Um, I I would actually say like a kind of once a month, once every two months, like yeah. just a bit of a bit of a maintenance. Don't piece. spend it all on coke and hookers. No, put a little bit aside just to, to you know, or on sell, and then with your <laughs> margin, use that for the for the physical therapist. Look, I'm not going to be setting up your business strategy for your coke empire. You <laughs> might have to do a separate private call with Joey, <laughs> or meet with him in a pool, so to make sure you're not wearing a wire, you're not a rat. Um, but I, I I think ultimately what what Joe's saying there is doing more isn't necessarily the answer, because you know that it seems like that's the answer. Well, I've got to. I'm not stretching enough. I'm not lifting enough. I'm not. When actually it's like, well, actually, you're not. You're not doing what you need to just actually help your body restore and that's why you're getting progressively tighter and tighter so factoring in a bit of therapy can really help yeah i actually had a couple of weeks ago we started doing some some like beast dance squatting yep which you saw me doing this morning beast dance is like like a very Standard shallow stance. kind of split stance yeah one foot slightly behind the other and um it kind of aggravated my lower back a bit and i remember that after i had my knee surgery Anytime, like squatting generally would flare up my lower back. And I and so for the last week and a bit, I've just gone kind of light and low intensity on my training. And then today I felt good. My lower back feels fine and I was able to go back to being heavy. Nice. But that's kind of one of those times when it could have become that. It could have, grown, you know, become that thing that flared up and could have gone worse. Anyway, you know what I mean, James. Yes, indeed. Awesome. Guys, if you want to leave us a voicemail for the next one, go to the webpage, bulletproofofbjj.com, podcast tab, call to voicemail. We'll get you on the next Q&A. Peace. Appreciate you all. <laughs>